Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. My guest today is Samyak Chakravarti from X Billion Labs. Samyak, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Kushal. So, Samyak, before we get into the meat of the discussion, how about we start like this? Why don't you tell everybody a bit about yourself? Um, so, I started my journey, uh, my, my professional journey at the age of 16. Um, I clearly remember this incident where um, in my, my school was invited uh, to attend a, mod, uh, attend a model United Nations conference, which is where students assume the role of uh, diplomats and debate on global issues. And my teacher said that you cannot participate because you don't uh, qualify. I said, what does it mean? She said, you, you score very poorly in history and civics and so on. So we can't let you go because you, you will be an embarrassment to the school. I am never the one to accept no for an answer. So I directly wrote to the model UN organizers myself. And uh, they said, sure, we'd, we'd love to have you participate. My, my father agreed to pay the fees of whatever they charged, some couple of thousand rupees to participate. So I went. Of course, my, my school was extremely shocked that how I could come on my own. Uh, so, But what I saw there, Kushal, is that uh, it was at the Taj president. And these kids were in fancy suits. And the core of the topic was, you know, global hunger, global uh, human rights, but happening at the Taj, followed by a fancy banquet and the children were from you know, A-list schools. And I realized that while it's fine, it's everybody's right to debate and discuss, it's not that something is only for the rich or poor, but the middle Indian, middle, middle income Indian youth, the low middle income youth did not really get this exposure. And I think they could do a lot more with it than the, the peers that I was amongst because they with just using this experience to as a as a certificate to go abroad for university so one was that and of course the rebellion to my school i started my own model un program called the indian international model united nations um uh, and it, it in the next three years grew on to become india's largest model united nation with about five thousand students that participated across the country 50 pakistani students came and um, that was really the start of my journey as I was doing that, I would meet a number of companies to sponsor because it was self-funded. Uh, and then they would ask me questions about, okay, how do young people buy products? What do they choose? How do they make their choice? And this is pre-Facebook, pre-Orcode. So there was not really any data on youth as a, as a segment. So I got a business idea there. And my, my, my father was in advertising. So I always knew at the back of my mind about advertising, marketing, and so on. My mother was also from the media, uh, media background. So said you know i put 200 together and said hey why don't i kind of start a business idea to sell brands how to market to youth because because brand will ask me questions because i am very connected to youth and i really met a diverse set of youth right we had students participating from all kinds of schools and colleges from across the country so i had kind of mentally a broad spectrum of insights so i used the advertising background i had to kind of you know structure what i was doing and i started a youth marketing and communications consultancy uh, which then later went on to associate with the DDP Mudra group, which is where we first met at the headquarters in Santa Cruz. And the advertising group that I became a part of gave me a lot of exposure to the world of packaging, media, content. And at that time, the whole digital game was starting. But somewhere along the way, uh, I realized that I had started the model UN to create awareness and action on social issues. And of course, life took a very different turn, made a lot of money, made a lot of fame. But somewhere I was feeling incomplete and um, say in the Maslow's hierarchy, my obviously my basic needs and all of that were more than taken care of. So I didn't really have to think about money or, or the next meal. 
Um, so I, I kind of somewhere along the way, uh, and then as you also know, while I was at Mudra, I used to do projects like Operation Black Dot that motivated young people, motivated and informed young people to go and vote. Uh, and we actually tied up with the election commission to enable young college kids to make their voters ID right from colleges. I, I adopted a school in Dharavi. I'm not sure if you came or not, but during the Mudra days, I adopted a school in Dharavi and um, also ran a mentoring program called the Green Bhatti Project that kind of connected uh, under-resourced youth with mentors from uh, educated backgrounds uh, to enhance their employability. So I was doing all these projects on the side along with my uh, youth marketing venture. And at some point I realized that, you know, just selling cola and candy uh, to youth is not going to satisfy my soul because I used to seek more happiness in projects like the mentoring program, Operation Black Dot or the Dharavi school that I adopted. So I kind of gave up my equity in the in the, in the company and uh, I got a decent, money, decent chunk of money and I took a year or two, I, I developed that school further. I started a program to provide seed funding to the mothers of the students of the school so that they could start their own businesses and create like a positive uh, loop of income. And, some, and I, I remember this one day clearly where one kid came and said to me in the school that, you know, Samik, we are going to school, but my college gaya tha, par usko nahi mila. So that really struck me. And I said, to kya hua? He said, no, you all say that you can study good marks and you will get a So that really hit a chord, chord in my mind. Uh, and alongside, of course, the world of work was changing. Uh, you know, technology was coming in, processes were being digitized, the new, very new products and services were being invented. So I found that there is this huge gap between what the industry wants and what our system is preparing our youth for. And the focus was a lot on, uh, you know, either it was, a, it was two, two extremes, either the focus was on, you know, get degrees and get qualified or you learn your basic skills like carpentry and and plumbing and so on. There was nothing in between that really prepared uh, people for the new world of work. So that's where the idea of X Billion Skills Lab was born, where X is the future, billion is India's next billion people, and skills is, skills is of course, skills for the India's next people. And labs, because it's a continuous process of discovery, it's not something that you know you can say you've, you've solved the problem. So I made unemployability the mission of my life uh, about seven years ago. And ever since I have been experimenting with different ways of solving the problem and moving the needle of unemployability, one thing for certain is educating more is not the solution. Giving more skills may be a stopgap, but enhancing people's intelligence and exposure, I think is a more sustained solution because as the world of work changes and every day is uncertain, your intelligence and your brain is going to keep you relevant. So that is short in my opinion. So let's break this down. So you use two words over here. One was uh, unemployability or employability, however way we want to put it. And the second word was intelligence. Now uh, let's 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 unpack unemployability over here. So when when you say uh, people are by and large most of the people in India. So le let me give a perspective to everybody who's going to be listening to the subject the first time. So a lot of time we have this thing, right? Even the current government or governments in the past keep in emphasizing on skills, right? So why do they keep emphasizing on skills? Because the idea is that if you develop a, a particular set of skills, you become more employable. That means you're basically researching what is available in the market as of now 
and uh, then you are get, getting those skills and uh, you're getting into the market and hope, hoping that you get a job and obviously you have the old school indian way which has always been very rote learning oriented as they say you know bachcha jata hai school mein we just mug up things and we do so what exactly are you talking about when you say making people employable or unemployability because i know your way of looking at this is not the same as the standard view so i want you to explain that a little more i'll start with a, a simple analogy first you know the the difference between skills and intelligence is so let's say if you have driving skills right um so i theoretically went to learn how to drive but my parents and my fa- entire family would never trust me with a car because i don't have the judgment of what to what speed to apply when to when to turn when not to turn and so on right so let's say so skill is the ability to drive but the intelligence is the ability to have the judgment of speed and of direction and of the basic principles of you know aerodynamic to ensure that your car doesn't crash um so the problem is that not every qualified driver is good at driving and and indian roads are a are a example of that like everybody has a license but you also wonder how they got the license you know and if uh, i i think only 2 out of 10 indians would get a license in the west um very very safe estimate right so 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 i think that would set the context of what my take on unemployability is is that i need to not give you the license uh, on how to drive or teach you how to drive that's important of course but what's more important is giving you that judgment that ability to navigate which then becomes very very important and perhaps more important than just knowing how to drive so unemployability can therefore be broken down into the following one the inability to to serve the demands of the current world of work and the current world of work demands people who can think on their own think smartly take decisions uh, be creative versus just be able to parrot or refer to a manual that they've learned the second aspect of unemployability is that how do you certify employability so earlier earlier you know the the certification of employability was you have a degree because you want to a college and at there was a time in the history of india when going to college was very difficult and going to a good college was even more difficult so if you came from a good college it meant something but today getting into any college and getting a degree is not difficult i mean today i could get a harvard degree online right does that mean i am as intelligent as somebody who had to toil and toil and toil who went to harvard 20 years ago perhaps not so what we also need to relook at is okay today we need to redefine what certification means and develop a mechanism to create personal data or customized data that instead of saying kushal has a degree in management it should say can kushal manage teams can does kushal have the emotional intelligence to 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 deal with clients does kushal know how to negotiate and so on so i think unemployability is what what you teach what what you expose people to and how you certify that knowledge and that intelligence is according to me the solution to unemployability yeah but then uh, let's 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 go back to this because when you and i were having this conversation online you told me something uh very interesting and i want you to you you didn't mention it here but i want you to expand on it so what exactly do you think is the problem with our current system of you know external qualifications like when we go to the university and we get a degree uh, or uh, nowadays we have this new idea of skill development so where where do you think we fall short there so what according to you are the shortcomings in that so a couple of things one 
we and this is not just as a country but large part largely in the world we live in nomenclature so our when an employer sees that ha bande ke paas degree hai so employer thinks ke ha acha smart hoga if you if you go one level deeper and get into what people are learning you will realize that that is not relevant for the world of work so i as i, I repeat i think the fundamental problem is what is being taught and therefore what is being certified in a very macro level is the problem number one number two i really think that um, education has become see in industry is not a problem see capitalism does does is very important a lot of the things exist because of capitalism i mean we are able to connect online because capitalism exists but the the problem is i think the profession of teaching and the people who are teaching they have become too transactional because at the end of the day if the guru says ki i don't care to seeko na seeko exam do degree lo bahar niklo is very dangerous so hmm. if you talk to a lot of teachers today and i'm i'm, I'm, I'm apologies to offend if any is listening but if you talk to teachers today they are also basically factory line managers aao karo jao and i think the fundamental root cause of the problem is there because you know i mean if if the mother does not any more want to nurture the child you are going to you are going to put very dangerous creatures out in the world and i think the analogy is similar for education so so that's a very good word you use teachers have become like factory line workers so uh where, do, where where do you think that factory line worker analogy comes like uh, you were telling me uh, something very interesting that we took our education system is basically an adoption of the british uh, raj uh, hangover so you told me how we've come from the nehruvian era no, so no, what no. exactly I'll, i'll go two steps beyond that sorry to interrupt you uh, i'll go two steps i'll go two steps beyond that so if you look at a classroom okay if you look at a concept of a classroom what does it remind you of i honestly personally it yeah. just reminds me of torture <laughs> <laughs> so if you think it is essentially a assembly line right you have children seated like assembly line uh-huh. because so this is something i've read i don't know how true it is but it kind of makes sense to me that post industrial revolution and this is globally this is not just india first we'll come to india in a bit but so what happened is that when the industrial revolution came about you needed people you needed workers you needed managers you needed the different cogs and nuts and bolts right in the whole system so the education system was designed to produce those nuts and bolts because there would be this one manager one owner who would do all the thinking and then you needed this structure to do all the doing so the entire concept of education and schooling was to serve the industrial industrial uh, revolution post world war 2 globally now uh, now what happened is that same because if you see uh, and again you probably know more than me but if you see the core indian schooling or it was more in the gurukul guru shishya format now not everybody went to gurukul but learning was given was a more soulful and a more enriching and a more human thing than a very functional thing because if i meet people of my great grandparent generation and i have met a few there's a very different depth that they have to them and if i meet myself and my peers it's a the depth kya samajh mein nahi aata hai so the, the 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 root of a very industrial education system started in the post industrial era now what happened is of course the british brought that Uh, along with them and many of the things to india because now that same industrial setup was to be done in this country so they also needed people to work for for the industry they were setting up and 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 the ones that they were enabling through indian businesses um and then i think what happened is when india got independence 
uh, and i'm not here passing a judgment call because you know when you're when you're in that position only you know what's best so i'm not going to critique nehru in fact i think every prime minister has in his in his own way contributed significantly but i think what nehru did was he created these institutions that were very that were very meant for certain meant for the elites so they said that education and good quality education is only meant for a certain segment of society above certain segment of society maybe not deliberately but the way it was structured was very hard for the ones at the bottom to to qualify to go to an iim or to go to those institutions and i think somewhere for a long time we just carried forward that that elite elite mindset to quality education and by elite i don't just mean economic it's actually more intellectual than economic where a lot of things just remain in the realm of ideas in the realm of thoughts nobody even question whether this book makes sense or not whether what we are teaching makes sense or not and and i think uh, that that the seeds of the disaster of our education system were sown then again not deliberately just a function of time yeah so Uh, this is something that i have always found fascinating so i'll give you an excerpt that i had read in uh, uh, dr arvind panagariya's book where i think it was uh, either the last chapter or the one before that which was about education in india and i think you can co- totally relate to it in terms of yes. how our education system is actually not even delivering in its current format so let's uh, so so you'll find this interesting so uh, so what dr panagariya did was he actually looked at the uh, the data of how many people have we managed to actually get uh, degrees so he was like in when it comes to basic terms like okay sabko school mein dal diya sabko padha diya everybody has a basic degree now there we have done uh, reasonably well but when we go to the next level which is what you talk about what is the output after your education what are your so the word i am looking to uh, use here uh, very carefully is value addition what kind of a value do you add to the society in terms of creativity or any kind of output and when one of the measures uh, dr arvind panagariya used was research papers and original research papers that are produced by a country so the shocking stat there i found there was that when it comes to india in comparison to let's say america china and many other major nations in the world was that on that that i that particular pedestal we hardly have any kind of research being produced in india like we we woefully fall short in comparison to those two countries also in institutes of excellence like top major schools or top major universities that are producing these students that are producing major uh, you know research papers and are creating original products and doing some innovation we lack woefully there so when i give you something like this so what is your initial reaction as someone who is actually involved in making people more employable you know um, if you think about it kushal india as a nation has given the world gems of wisdom like ayurveda yoga and even kama sutra but and 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 but if you look at in the last 20 30 40 years what kind of innovation has india given to the world right and that that then that is extremely and i'll tell you why, why it's not that india has suddenly become dumb india's intelligence has got locked and the so much i think like coming back to the whole western the concept of what british brought so much focus has been put on theory so much focus has been put on intellectual jargonism like india was a country that kind of you know did, did not did not enter into extremely high end debate and high end conversation we were a country of action we created things we experimented we took intellectual risks we failed which is which is the which is the very essential part of creating any successful research 
बट टूडे इवन दो क्रिएट रिसर्च पेपर पीएचडी करना है बिकॉज पीएचडी करके अच्छा नौकरी मिल जाएगा तो कुछ रिसर्च पेपर लिख दिया यू आर नॉट डूइंग द रिसर्च विद द इंटेंट ऑफ डिस्कवरिंग विद द इंटेंट ऑफ टेकिंग द रिस्क सो सो माई आंसर टू दैट इज दैट दीड टू मोर देन आंसर माई सोल्यूशन टू दैट इज वी नीड टू मूव अवे फ्रॉम द रेलम ऑफ थियरी we need to sometimes consciously detach and draw the line in the sand from known and comfort comfort zones and 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 again take the the the, the leap of faith to create and discover like i'll tell you something you know it really uh, pisses me off when you know uh, we have india the indian government has these conferences on artificial intelligence it will have these papers on artificial intelligence are bhai pehla apna khud ka intelligence sudharo number 1 number 2 is what is what is india doing in artificial intelligence what contribution have been made in fact our vedas have actually spoken a lot about quantum mechanics far before its time as i'm sure you know now all we are doing is we are just citing western theories on 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 these concepts and and just just parroting them which i think is 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 not a root problem but one of the symptoms of the problems of the system today that your your intelligence or your ability is based on how much you read is based on what you can cite and 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 how you can just use what exists to recreate but not innovate and think first principles yeah so now okay now let's connect to the next part and this is where i want to talk about you guys and your work at xbillion labs so so we said you know the title was preparing the indian youth for the future so now let's talk about the future so first i want you to tell me what do you think is the future because you know a lot of times the future scares the shit out of people and and i'll just give you a demographic of the people who listen to this podcast or watch it on youtube uh it's usually young kids so a major chunk of people who actually are my viewers are basically 30 and below who are looking to you know for new avenues and looking to skill yourself so when you talk about the future so what do you envisage is the future and then in the second part in the follow up to that what are we what are we looking at specifically and what is x billion labs doing in that area so i'm going to answer it slightly differently i obviously don't know the future and and if anybody claims to know the future is 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 not to be heard because you know you can't use past data to predict the future again you know a lot of people you will ask you ask scientists to predict things they'll say ah, they'll go back look at past data and based on that they'll come up with some probability analysis and just yap something the thing is future is is something that nobody knows but the ability to train your mind to adapt to the future to respond to the future to to conquer the future is what the goal of x billion skills lab is so the ability so let, let look at it like this right let's just let's just fast forward uh, look back february 30th nobody imagined lockdown nobody imagined what lockdown is going to do nobody thought that one little microscopic virus is going to hold the entire world uh, by its collar because our youth our systems our system political system social systems and so on educational systems business systems were not prepared to deal with something so uncertain because we were so used to following the book everybody was shocked but the way the world is going what is for certain is climate change artificial intelligence data unemployability automation is going to really change the shape and our very way of life right but how it is going to be nobody knows so x billion skills lab broad mission is to enhance and shape the intelligence of young india 
to be able to as i said adapt and embrace that future without letting it intimidate them and crushing them now let me be more explicit nobody knows what jobs of the future will be ha huh? everybody is saying tech 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 but let me to to take it to another extreme um there will be a time when artificial intelligence will code itself so coders kya karenge right it's not a, it's not a it's not a distant possibility it is a very it is a likely possibility so and but it doesn't mean that humans will become entirely irrelevant i don't believe the matrix and i hope the matrix does not fall through but let's assume it won't so it is not like it is not like uh, all humans will be relevant but the meaning of relevance will change right so what we have done is we have made a prediction that no matter what the job role is there are certain intelligences that will be used in the new world of work namely creative intelligence emotional intelligence critical thinking um first principles thinking the ability to storytell because communication is very essential and a very innate thing to humans the ability to be productive the ability to be collab to, to collaborate with different teams these are all the kind of functions that will keep you a deep generalist so you could be a coder you could be an accountant you could be a factory owner like yourself uh, you could be a podcast manager like yourself but these intelligences when adapted and accustomed to the specific job that you have to do will enhance your capability to do that job for example what's the difference let us take technology what's the difference between an average coder and a coder who is at the top of facebook why could mark zuckerberg do what he did and not his immediate peer who's probably learning the same thing because mark had the ability to connect the dots in a way both in the need of a need of the program he was building and how he was building the program than many others or why why could elon musk build a rocket in a way that no qualified nasa scientist could because they have the ability to apply and and, and juggle these intelligence in a way to create unique outcomes and that is what skills lab is training its learners to do so you could be a chartered accountant but we will teach you how to apply, apply emotional intelligence to go and patao income tax officers you could be you could be a a a very 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 qualified introvert scientist we will teach you storytelling to go and pitch your idea to a venture capitalist right because you as a scientist have no no use if you don't get funding to go and convert your idea to a actual reality or very simply put you could be a sales person and we will teach you how to use collaboration to collaborate with the research team the tech team to be able to enhance your proposition and then what we do is while we are teaching that our system maps you on those parameters where then you will see a uh, instead of a cv you will see a what we call a workplace intelligence profile which will say kushal's ability to think things through kushal can connect the dots kushal's ability to manage workplace emotions kushal's ability to story tell to impress clients now that kind of data becomes extremely valuable to employers as well because now they'll be able to distinguish so if 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 your if my job role as an employer i need somebody who's data storytelling but i don't care if they are not good with um uh collaboration so now i can make the right hire and that also distinguishes each candidate from the other instead of one degree which everybody has now that is very interesting so let us dig deeper so you, so you say you have this uh, this uh, basically it's like a chart that tracks uh, the individual at on different parameters so when but these are objective standards that you guys have or you guys are building at x billion labs so how does one go about developing these objective standards so how do you guys actually end up measuring it and can you explain in a in a very tangible way yeah. where you guys have experimented with this so the interesting thing is they are not objective standards 
so there is no question that will be asked when there is a right or wrong because in the real world over there is no right or wrong it is how you respond to that particular situation knowing the computing the facts of that particular scenario right so what we do is you are learning through animated content and that, that animated videos present different scenarios different different uses of the intelligence now a question will pop saying kushal this is a fact how will so so kushal this is a these are some facts this is a situation how would you respond to it and there are four different ways and each way is right in its own way but one is more right than the other in the context of the particular situation so for example there is a there would be a question which says you know for example you worked in a supply chain company for 3 years and you spotted an opportunity to use ai to 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 use ai to make the supply chain business more seam, seamless and there will be three different ways of of you doing it and you have to pick one way and that particular way will have a certain ranking and 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 then you will accumulate those numbers to create a profile at the end of the program and you will not be marked it will not say kushal 76% emotional intelligence it will just show color coding so with a high low average medium because you can't really rank 76% emotional intelligence is no different from 75 and it may not be any different from 82 right you just there are just zones and then they become data points for employees to ask further questions to then assess in person so to to summarize the assessments are essentially not like an examination that you give at the end of the module the platform talks to you and hears your opinion hears your views hears your strategy as you are learning and then it provides you options and then you pick the most suitable option that you think is apt for that particular question or problem or scenario posed to you all right so let's let's put it this way so if i was an employer right so i am i am owner of a company i own a company that is involved in xyz tasks so how how do you guys go about this so it, it, it's usually the company that comes to you and the, their their employees uh, go and go through these programs or is the other way around that let's say i am an individual i am at home and i want to really test myself and i want to see or develop certain skill sets and i actually on my own account go and approach x billion life so how does it actually work with you so when it comes to the student side we are obviously going to colleges and we are doing a lot of initiatives to see first is that we have to create a mindset change because i'll be very honest uh, and i, I wish i had addressed this like the other in the talk that youth themselves are not very motivated or excited about building great careers they just want great jobs they don't want to necessarily and i say they i don't mean everyone i mean a vast majority because netflix and instagram and tiktok and chingari now has made us so comfortable in this virtual world that we really don't want to succeed and 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 uh, be out there and, and doing great things in the real world so one of the reasons why we are not seeing so much innovation in india is because also there is no motivation to innovate because it's so easy to just follow set templates uh so what we go is do is we partner with colleges to first create a mindset change that boss in the future your intelligence will matter more than your qualification and if you do not apply your intelligence in so and so manner irrelevance is a short shot uh, conclusion to your professional career and uh, a little bit of fear a little bit of incentive seems to be working in our favor and in general and of course covid and the environment definitely gave us that push um, which worked in our favor uh on the other hand actually what's really interesting is employers don't need convincing because they believe in the power of uh, psychometric and cognitive data for hiring so that's not really the challenge the challenge of course remains is is our data standing true to the actual performance of the candidate 
so we don't we we've just about started that process so i'm not going to lie and say oh we have 95% success we are getting encouraging feedback uh, but it's a constant process of evolution but we are the first ones to do this in non tech rooms most of the upskilling if you see is in either tech or for school so either you have your upgrades of the world or you have vedantus and bijus of the world that are focusing on schools we have taken that sweet spot of working with non tech college kids so you could be a bcom graduate a ba graduate a bms graduate or you could be a chartered accountant we are focusing on that audience where though right now the only thing that they have is their technical learning they don't really have anything that upskills them for the world of work so that's where and even employers need uh, an accountant employers will need an admin person employer will need a project manager and and right now they were hiring those two degrees and two personal interviews but our uh, intermediary intermediate uh, uh, solution kind of is is seeming to be convincing to them all right so now i, I I have a question, but I think uh, somebody in the live chat has asked a very good question. So I I just want to go and go ahead and ask you. So Brijesh Dubey says, how would be an effective method for what would be an effective method for rural skill development and employment, considering the lack of companies that provide real world perspectives to them? So I thought it makes a lot of sense. So I'll just take his question and ask this to you. Uh, I, I at the cost of uh, sounding uh, arrogant and pompous, we've already thought of that. And one of my um, one of my my co-founder uh, Gaurav Jain, uh, he he has worked for the Indian Railways before he joined, and we went to school together in Delhi. So he has a lot of grassroots experience in dealing with with um, in, in in training and dealing uh, tra largely training and dealing with people from uh, grassroots communities. I have had a lot of work. I've done a lot of work with organizations like Seva, Self Employed Women's Association, which has about twenty lakh um, women in rural areas. So both of us combined have a lot of insight into how. and what the rural aspirations are and you'll be very soon seeing an extension of our same product to for rural areas um the content of course will be in hindi gujarati marathi telugu and not only in the language but customized to their sensibilities and because your prajesh who asked is absolutely right who tells them how the world of work is changing who gives them a mentor Uh, so one of the one of the features on our platform is each learner gets a mentor so imagine a young girl or boy from a small village uh in kathiawar gujarat now has a mentor like you or me or brijesh and we are going to do that of course uh, uh, one condition remain that they must have mobile phone access something i cannot really do anything about but numbers are encouraging that people in the rural are are being included in digital slowly slowly so yes to answer the question we are going to do it um how how to do it I'm not going to reveal, reveal all my trade secrets, but because a lot of research and work has happened at our end for that. But one thing I'll tell you: don't don't sit on the high horse when you deal with people from rural or under-resourced communities. Because one problem in education in general, you know, I was just talking to somebody this afternoon. There is a Latians Delhi club in education also. Yeah. And, and <laughs> and not this not just as owners of institutes but professors i am not going to name obviously but you talk to certain professors you will feel like they are like the latin delhi that we have we have almost tried to eradicate um so uh, i i think that you really need to when you you don't teach rural you inspire you talk you converse because they are also very scared they are also extremely intimidated if if, if youth in bombay is intimidated imagine what youth in a small town Uh, in 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 Tamil Nadu is thinking about right now. So you have to really teach them as one on one, and and inspire confidence in them, make them feel comfortable, and that is the zone that we as Experience Skills Lab are going to go in. 
Okay, so let me then go into a very specific niche area. You've already mentioned that you guys are building the platform in uh, regional languages too, and I I'll ask you why. I'm I'm following up on that. In fact, we just had the NEP uh, declared. Uh, if yeah. you, I'm sure you're aware of that, and uh, you and I were yeah. talking about it too. Now there are many good things, there are many bad things. Whatever, that's just the government policy is always going to have the good and the bad. But even yeah, yeah. in the NEP, we had a very huge focus on regional languages and how we need to educate in regional languages. But here's the problem, Samyak. So I want to know your opinion on this. So yeah. when it comes to, you know, primary education, we still have curriculum and and stuff written in our languages. But here's the fact of life, Samyak. When it comes to technical languages and technical skills, we just don't have any kind of material that is available for, let's say, you know, standard eleven onwards. or let's say for bachelors or masters or for phd's and that's a major roadblock so how do you think uh, we as a country can solve this or have you guys given given it a thought about curriculum development or uh, development of literature when it comes to work in the future in experience lab yeah of course i mean like i said our current modules are going to be built in hindi gujarati marathi that of course we are doing and imagine one day you know uh, i do want to see a, a future where you could teach artificial intelligence in hindi if that's what you mean or or you could teach uh, c++ or python in hindi or gujarati or marathi is it possible yes is it difficult to very because i'll be very honest even to convert a module on emotional intelligence in hindi is is giving us nightmares because the context is very important it's not just a literal translation context is very important uh, intellectual levels are very important uh so so if you use the same way same method and 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 curriculum and pedagogy to teach those who teach in english and from see english means more urban exposed it's not just english english means slightly more exposed and largely urban but now if you say under exposed and extremely rural then your pedagogy and your your curriculum has to completely change so it is very hard and you don't have many people um who are able to and more importantly and willingly are willing to because it also won't immediately pay it is far more rewarding to go work uh, as a english curriculum designer than then spend months and months in villages understanding the the human behavior in rural areas and then create something for them all right so actually again i have to ask somebody because uh, somebody heard this so ameya waikar says uh, uh, can they volunteer for teaching for your startup or whether uh, they can join it in some way have you guys created an option for people so i'm very uh, uh, i mean um, it's very sad and unfortunate that my website is not live right now because uh, we are updating the website because the new education policy said a lot of things that we have been doing so i said i need to kind of you know leverage that so the website is not a, so I, do you know amaya personally uh, no i don't but I, i'll ask amaya to email me and i'll uh, send yeah, you and connectors because we love volunteers we want volunteers and and especially if you could help with the rural agenda that would be fantastic All right, good. So Amaya, you know, you uh, you just uh, send me an email. Yeah, right now, if somebody else is also interested, it is Samyak S A M Y A K at the rate X Billion Labs dot com. X Billion Labs dot com. You could just reach out to me. All right, guys, you heard the email ID. If you want to volunteer for X Billion Labs, you can contact him at Samyak at X Billion Labs dot com. So now, Samyak, let's go deeper. But here's my thing. 
I uh, and this is again. I feel like uh, I'm going to be <laughs> hurting all the young kids who listen to me. But what I see, and even somebody uh, I respect a lot, Mukul Bhai is also involved in the field field of education. Who's watching this live right now? He said, uh, and he he basically addressed you, but and he says, but some like the problem with young kids these days is that they don't want to be skilled. They just want to be getting the next degree and get a job. How do we change yes. that mindset? How are you going to convince the young kids? See, I, Mukul Bhai is absolutely right, uh, and I think I mentioned this slightly earlier that one of my biggest challenges is to convince college kids that boss, you need to you need to leave the degree and think about you know enhancing your mind, and they are so consumed with their Netflix and and Instagram and and the TikToks of the world that that is far more there's far more enticing use of your time than 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 doing something like what I'm doing or whatever else or reading a book. I mean, how many young people today read a book? I mean, look at that uh, virtual library behind you. Um, it will remain virtual only for most kids because they don't read a book. I know you read a lot. You've gifted me like ten books, but that's that's a place that college kids are never going to find themselves in a library. Um, see, I'll tell you, Mukul Bhai and everybody else listening, right? That what we are, what what works for us is we are taking employers and very very reputed employers from reputed companies to these colleges, and they are talking to the kids saying, "Boss, if, unless you don't come to me and prove your intelligence to create outcomes, I'm not going to hire." so that of course does work but i think that the forces of nature also have to support this see covid in a way did accelerate it because people got scared because they got laid over lot of people got shocked are degree hai perform kar rahe fir bhi nikal diya nokri se so forces of nature also have to help create that behavior change like today we are wearing masks solely because we are scared of getting a disease if if six months ago somebody said wear mask and go nobody nobody is going to go because we laugh at people right so something has to happen and i am being slightly um um destructive and i'm saying this but something has to happen that really shows young people uh, the the perils of focusing too much on 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 virtual entertainment content rather than virtual intelligent content mm okay so we've hit the 40 minute mark and i know we need to uh, sort of wrap things up so a couple of questions uh, that i i still want to ask so let's say today i was a young kid and yeah. i really am confused so i'm 19 20 i've just finished my bachelor's degree and i'm out there looking at uh, the job market i i before i go, go get a master's degree or something of that sort and i go on the x billion labs website so what what am i actually looking at again this question is very specific because see you, i'm trying to play the devil's advocate here people you know a lot of these things sound good right but when the rubber here hits the road right it, you know things change very quickly so how why should i as a young kid actually go and even bother to do this with x billion labs let's let's split it in two parts why should you bother to do it at all whether with x billion labs or y billion labs why do you bother to do it at all see it's a really a, a question young people need to ask themselves as to what do they want out of their life uh so one of my in in, in my building uh, my office building uh, the the night watchman is about 20 28 year old and by day is a swiggy delivery boy and by night he he sleeps but apparently is a security guard and i was having this conversation with him last night because it was raining and i couldn't find a, a way back and then we were talking and he says sir uh, and he's a graduate by the way he, he has done engineering firstly he's an engineer i said uh, he said sir par kya karunga मैं स्विगी करके मेरे को पच्चीस तीस हजार रुपये मिल जाता है 
ये नौकरी का दस हजार रुपया और मिलता है चालीस हजार में हो जाता है मेरा मुझे और कुछ नहीं चाहिए राइट और दर एक्सट्रीम इज देर वॉज अ पॉइंट इट वॉज रेली इजी टू फ्री लैंस एज अ डिजाइनर एज अज अ म्यूजिशियन एज अ फोटोग्राफर and you would get by and sometimes get more than by if you were really good at what you did but times have changed and it's very hard today talent does not equal to success talent does not equal to opportunity and unless you don't accept it yourself uh there's nothing anybody can do and this kushal is is a very dangerous thing that i'm saying because this essentially means that india's demographic dividend could potentially be a demographic disaster because 7 out of 10 people young people like mukul bhai also said don't want to see if you don't want to then whether x billion exists doesn't exist is nothing no one can do hmm. like you know and and that's a fact i mean let's look at it this way right there it's an informal statistic i have that the average attendance of mumbai colleges is less than 50% hmm that's pathetic we kind of you know introduce colleges so colleges bhi hai par tum jaate nahi ho right phir tum phir agar college acha hai bura hai farak nahi padta tum jaye hi rahe ho and 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 you know and i have been to a good college and uh, jain college is supposedly a good college in bombay and the average attendance including my was less than 50% excuse i give as i was running my company but whatever same here yeah right uh, so the willingness has to come from you people like me companies like me individuals like me medium like this podcast at best can make you think at best can use interesting medias interesting creative devices to 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 spark that fire but if you are going to douse that fire by choosing to look at instagram instead and then then that's that and i'm really concerned about that for us as a nation because you you i'll tell you something you know for me as a company x billion skills lab one of my biggest challenges is hiring you know why is because uh we are paying market rates we have a very credible set of investors i know i have credibility my co-founder has credibility all of that people are like yaar yahan pe kaam bahut karwate ho tum yahan pe sochna bahut padta hai so i i made a curriculum from scratch so once we got this monmoji got this harvard educated curriculum designer right and she said um, yeah so there are so many of these uh, emotional intel uh, daniel goldman's emotional intelligence we can just kind of teach that I said पहली बार तो normal average college Bombay kid को पता नहीं वो Dalman Daniel Cohen Goldman क्या है वो सिंटेलिजेंट दूर छोड़ो so you know and and I said no but we need to you know really understand Indian workplace we need to customize it use Bollywood use Indian sports he's like but why curriculums already exist and she didn't take my job offer even though I was willing to pay more than what she 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 took actually so people are saying that यहाँ पे सोचते सोचना बहुत पड़ता है and that's the same problem with many of my other startup co-founders. that you also know my friends and they are like hey people don't want to think they don't want to work they just want to get a job they want to be able to replicate what they know they want to outsource all decisions to their boss and just get their salary at the end of the month so there's nothing i i'll be very honest there's nothing you can do about it what platform like exbillion labs can do is if you are inherently motivated or you are latently motivated and my campaign came and sparked that fire in you we will give shape to your intelligence we will ensure that no situation no scenario seems unfamiliar to you because we won't like we say in our our uh, uh, in one of our uh, uh, papers that we are writing we won't even teach you see usually you say you don't teach a man how to you don't give man fish you teach them how to fish we are saying we won't even teach you how to fish we will tell you there is a fishing rod there is a bait there is a lake there is a water body 
and the kind of bait the kind of rod the amount of time you have to configure based on the situation you are in because every fishing situation in the real world of work will be different than here so what i promise you is i will give shape to your intelligence and i will prepare it for absolutely any scenario that that might occur in the indian world of work and i will help you demonstrate that intelligence and the ability to employers in a way that is unique from the other learner because no two learners will have the same intelligence profile uh, in experience skills lab so i'm not giving you a certification so you and i as learners won't have the same certificate kushal mehra has done this course on emotional intelligence it will say this is how kushal mehra uses his emotional intelligence to solve problems at work and there will be a very very interesting ranking that will be there yeah so one one last question before uh, we wrap things up and i and i believe this is something that i don't think kids are actually realizing and and i keep listening and talking to them and they're not realizing that okay the west is already going through that uh, artificial intelligence and you mentioned this before is basically going to make millions of jobs in the west redundant like your good old cab driver your good old bus driver or your they call it the truck right the 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 goods truck uh, that's going to be redundant till the extent that a lot of basic level programming is going to become redundant and uh, yes india is not at that stage right now because we are a relatively poor country and we just you know we we to need to get into the industrial age in in a real sense we are still in a very pre industrial society kind of a range and we have a 50 year window so while we might uh, still have a lot of scope in good old industrialized jobs but suddenly and we as a society are 27 years at the average age right now but what worries me right now is over the next 50 years we're going to become a significantly older society and a lot of these kids by the time all the 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 money runs out and all the opportunities run out basically we're going to have millions of people who are completely unemployable samyak how do you intend to convince these people oh bhai dhyan de de किसी ने मुझे बोला टेक दीपिका पालुकोन एंड शाहरुख खान एंड आज देम टू टू प्रमोट अनएम्प्लॉयबिलिटी आई डोंट थिंक दैट विल वर्क आई एज आई सेड कुशल आई कॉन्ट कन्विंस हिम नो वन कैन समथिंग हैज टू हैपन समथिंग हैज टू हैपन फॉर एग्जांपल व्हाट विल गेट पीपल टू लाइक लाइक आई प्राइम मिनिस्टर डिड स्वच्छ भारत आफ्टर द फर्स्ट थ्री मंथ्स हो गया स्वच्छ भारत राइट मतलब किसी के बोलने से नहीं होता है in climate change no matter how much geta thunberg goes and talks at the un until one city does not submerge in the world people are not going to worry about climate change so i think until unfortunately a a massive uprising or a massive layoff or something like that happens bharat ka bharat ka youth jagrut puri tarah se nahi hoga i don't think that you all are 500 million young people or so that's our population said all of them will suddenly get serious what can happen and what where exbillion labs wants to play a role and many other shows we start creating pockets of success stories so if in a community say 200 300 kids went on an upward path because of something differently they did 10 under them will get influenced and so on so on so there definitely is a hope but at scale a mass movement without a trigger without a spark i i, I don't see it happening very frankly speaking no marketing campaign no celebrity endorsement no endorsement from howard cambridge professors is going to uh, get young people excited 
what could happen is if if one day um, you know suddenly uh, since we are just talking at the end of a friday night if if suddenly robots invaded uh, you know bombay and took up all the jobs that's the time when you will see biharis and marathis unite and say bhai pehle robot ko bhagao and then robot ko bhagane ke liye akkal badani padegi Uh, I agree on that one. I agree on that one. That that's that's something I can work with. So okay, but I can't let you go uh, from the podcast without. सबको डरा दिया अभी सबको थोड़ा hope देके जाना चाहिए नहीं तो सब लोग बोलेंगे यार तुम लोग तो डरा दिए Yeah. So so tell me before we wrap things up, where do you see X billion labs in the next five to ten years? I think my team and I are not going to rest. Until we do not enhance the intelligence of at least one million people, uh, and put one million people on an upward path in the next five years, I don't want to say two. I want to say five because we want to be able to give attention. You know, you, I am not a tech company. You can come and buy a course uh, like you can buy chocolate on Amazon. Uh, we actually want to take part in the growth journey of every learner. So our goal is one million uh, people employable and and with enhanced intelligence over the next five years. um we also want to do a lot of other side things which is rural awareness rural advocacy so those things will also happen but 1 million is our magic number i i i'm sure you'll achieve it i've known you for a while we've been friends for a while and i i know whenever you put your mind to something you you always kind of get it and that's what i've always respected about you and 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 this is an amazing idea and uh, you know what man i wish you all the success and i hope you 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 create one more successful project like you've done so many times in your life so i must have your support and mentoring because my last three projects you've been an integral part of Whether we adopted a village together and we created employment for for hundreds of women that you and I did together uh, under the PM Others uh, Others Village program, uh, so so I hope to have your support and in that of your listeners in in the mission. All right, uh, you all have my support, brother. You know that, so I, I'm sure. And uh, you know what? I wish you all the best and all the success and happiness in life. And once again, thanks for coming on the podcast. All right guys you know the drill if you like what i'm doing over here please subscribe to the podcast like the video share it and if you want to get in touch with samyak you know uh, you know his email id it's samyak at xbillion labs and uh, i've also le- left the details of the website in the description of the podcast if you want to check it out you can go there check it out the website will be live in some time so in a couple of days just go there and check it out by the time maybe you're going to be listening to this podcast some some days down the line i insist you guys check it out you can connect to them uh find out how you guys can work with xbillion labs either as a volunteer or something like that if you like what i'm doing over here you know the drill uh you can become a member on the youtube channel you can join patreon obviously i have another announcement today being when we are recording this podcast this is the 7th of august from tomorrow 8th of august i'm starting a new thing which i call understanding and experiencing religion and considering what has happened in the last few days uh you know we are starting with the ramayan so if you guys are interested in understanding the ramayan from a modern pre modern post modern perspective just you know become a member and i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care goodbye